welcome to another episode of the Hecka Becca Show. I'm the host, Becca, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things solo travel. I'm going to share my experiences with the trips that I have done, and I will share some tips and tricks on how you can plan your solo travel. Let's go ahead and dive right into it. My very first solo trip was to Portland, Oregon. I went during my senior year spring break in college, and I was dating somebody at the time who wasn't able to take time off work. So I decided, you know what, I want to do something. I don't want to be bored sitting at home during spring break. I want to go somewhere, so I'm going to go by myself. It wasn't a popular decision that I made. A lot of people were skeptical of me going, especially my family and the guy I was dating at the time. Everyone was a little like, why are you going by yourself? That's really strange. You Don't you have friends or somebody you can go with? But I decided, no, I want to take on this challenge and I think I can do this. I've traveled multiple times before with other people, but I still have traveled multiple times before. So I wanted to see if I can do this on my own. And I chose Portland because it was a place that seemed pretty cool. It had some things to do, but for me, wasn't anywhere that was overly touristy or had these amazing attractions that I had to get to all of them all day at once. I It was some place that I can kind of go check out these cool things, but not beat myself up if I missed it. Like for example, if I was going to Washington DC and I didn't see any of the monuments, like I'd be pretty bummed, right? So with Portland, it was like, I can go explore, check things out, but totally no pressure to have to do all the things all the time. So I went there by plane And then they have a really cool public transit system. So there's literally a light rail train thing that takes you from the airport to downtown Portland. And there's different stops along the way. So for me, I was staying in a neighborhood that was on the other side of the river from downtown Portland. So when the train arrived at that stop, I went ahead and got off and I just took a little quick walk to my Airbnb and this was my first time staying in an Airbnb and that was kind of a cool experience too, seeing how it was online versus how it was in person and experiencing all that. And during this trip, I was very intentional about trying to process feelings that I had or just really remember the trip. And so I decided to take a travel journal with me. And that was something that was really cool because I literally wrote down everything I did that day, how I felt that day, what things looked like. So when I got to the Airbnb, I took a video of what it looked like. And then I wrote in my journal, okay, this was a place that looked like it said it said it did online. And It was just really cool. So I was very intentional about all that and really set up this trip to be all about intentionality and doing things that I wanted to do because I wanted to do them, not because other people were involved. And, you know, so that's kind of the benefit, I would say, of solo traveling is you get to do whatever you want to do 
and nobody else has a say in that. So that was just something that was, I think, really eye-opening to me during my first solo trip and why I continued to do solo trips in the future. Another really cool thing about Portland was its walkability. I mean, yes, there was some hills and had to cross the bridge and all that stuff, but it was pretty walkable and I liked that. It was beautiful springtime. There was the cherry blossoms and a little drizzle a couple days that I was there, but honestly, it was really, really beautiful. I went for four days and three nights, which I think was a perfect amount of time. I got to do some things, but it also wasn't so long that I felt like I was tiring myself out from having my own vacation. So that was pretty cool um, to be able to have that balance of, okay, I have enough time to do everything, but not too much time to where I feel exhausted and drained. And one thing that I was very cautious about was going out at night. I did not leave my Airbnb during the nighttime. I personally was scared and I didn't feel comfortable walking around and being out in the nightlife, which where I was staying was in like a suburban area anyway. So it wasn't like there was a lot of nightlife. I could have, I guess, walked around, but I just personally wasn't comfortable with it. So I didn't do that. I made sure whatever I was doing that day, I was able to come back to the Airbnb and relax, chill. I would get some dinner prior to coming back to the Airbnb, whether it was I was eating out or I brought it back to the room. And I just, that was my comfort level. But I know that there's other people who feel way more comfortable going out and seeing the nightlife. That just wasn't my style. So for me, I personally did not go out. Um, but to each their own on their own vacations, right? That's the beauty of the solo trip. You can do whatever you want to do. One of my other really memorable solo trips that I did was to Waco, Texas. So that's where Magnolia is. For anybody who knows what I'm talking about, Chip and Joanna Gaines, they have Magnolia and they have the silos and there's the bakery, the restaurant, all the home improvement stuff is there. So And Magnolia was the sole purpose of this trip. So I didn't want to plan too many activities or too many things. I really just wanted to go for that. So again, it was about four days, three nights, which I think was perfect time. One thing about this trip, though, that was a little nerve wracking for me, but ended up being really, really cool was I rented a car for the very first time and I was only 23 and luckily my insurance had a thing that they would pay for that difference of being 23 versus 25 because you have to be 25 in order to rent a car in most places. So I was like, oh, I get to be such an adult and rent a car. (laughs) But that was really cool. I got to experience that for the first time and it ended up working out really well. I was a little nervous because I was like, oh, I'm driving this really random car. I don't know how it works. I don't know all the things, but it ended up being really cool. But one thing that happened though, I ended up accidentally taking a toll road and not realizing it. And so I got billed for that toll later down the line, like a couple weeks later, I got it in the mail, this ticket 
from the rental car company and I was like what the heck and I was like oh my gosh I must have taken a toll that's so crazy like it was just it was an experience for sure so from that moment moving forward I made sure that I put in my GPS no toll roads only <laughs> like that was not something I wanted to wanted to encounter anymore so that was a learning experience for sure but yeah again I just wanted to make sure I had something to do that day one big outing whatever and then at nighttime or in the afternoon I would come back to the Airbnb and luckily where I was staying was super, super sweet. It was out in the country. The people had some cows on the property. It was just really, really beautiful. And I would, again, take my journal and I'd write in it. And there was one moment too, and I remember writing it in my journal, that I had a special moment with God is what I called it. And I literally was just sitting on the front porch looking up at the sky and I was just like, God, you make such beautiful things. You made this beautiful sky with these clouds and the, these trees that have grown. It's just so magnificent. And that was just a really special time to me. So I think that's a big part of solo traveling too is you get to have these moments by yourself and for me, I was able to connect with God, but whatever you believe in, you're able to just kind of find yourself, connect with yourself, be one with yourself. And I just found that to be really special. And I was only able to do that because I was alone, right? I didn't have to worry about anybody else on this trip. So that was just something that was really special to me about my Waco trip. I've done other little trips as well, some road trips um, that were about, you know, six hours away from my home. Um, I've done random stays in like staycations and hotels that were near where I live, that kind of a thing. And I really enjoy it. I love just having that time alone and by myself. And it kind of hit different when I lived alone because I felt like I was always alone. So why would I go and travel to be alone in another place? So that was kind of a weird dynamic that I had for a while and kind of stopped traveling solo because I was living by myself. And that was just in my head, I couldn't fathom going to another place by myself when I'm literally in the house by myself all the time. So that was just some kind of internal struggles that I had because that is something that happens on solo trips is you do get lonely. I don't think people talk about that enough. I mean, I I swear up and down there are so many pros to traveling alone, but definitely one of the cons is getting lonely and you wish you had someone to do XYZ activity with, whether it's a friend or other people. And there are chances to do things with other people. You just have to find them. But personally, I'm not very outgoing individual where I feel comfortable to take this random skydiving class or skiing class or whatever something with all these random strangers and so that's just not something I look for on my solo vacations. I was really looking for some solitude but since I have that at home when I'm living alone you know I, I didn't really see the point in doing that with solo travel but when I live with other people or move in with other people, you know, the solo travel will probably come back just for right now. It's kind of been at a little pause in my life. 
Now let's talk about some tips and tricks I have for you to plan your solo vacation and just some things to keep in mind when you're looking to travel alone. So first and foremost, do your research ahead of time. Honestly, make a list of all the restaurants that sound really great, even things for breakfast, snacks, lunch, dinner, anytime that you want to eat out. Think of or try to make a list of all the places that sound really good and make a location area like where they are. So you can say, okay, this restaurant is located in the north side of town and I'm going to be in the north side of town for XYZ activity. So maybe I can eat there after that activity. Just have that list going for you and the things to do as well. Have a list going of all the things that you want to do. This is not a list that you are going to check off and complete. I promise you, you will not get to everything on this list, but just make it just in case. Um, If you find yourself a moment or a time of day where you are kind of bored or not figuring out what you want to do, you can refer to this list and find something and say, oh yeah, that actually sounds cool. Let me see if I can do that right now. So it's just a really great option to have a list of all the activities that are in the area And then try to pick your top three or whatever to do while you're there on vacation. And the second tip I have is I recommend getting snacks or small meals, things like that, to keep in your Airbnb, hotel, wherever you're staying. If they allow you to have food there, I recommend keeping food there because there's been times where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to eat out and I get to a place They have restaurants that close super early or things that just don't sound good or they were a lot further away than I thought they were going to be and I didn't have access to get there. And it just would have been nice to have snacks or little meals with me that I can use to supplement throughout the day versus relying solely on eating out, especially in a new place where you have not been before. Tip number three is be aware of your surroundings. This one is preached all the time in all the solo travel videos that I've watched or podcasts I've listened to, but it really is important to be aware of your surroundings. And I personally keep my location visible to my friends and my sisters because I, just in case I end up somewhere crazy, they at least know where I am and they can kind of look out for me. So that's something that I do is I keep my location visible, but definitely be aware of your surroundings. And like I said, I personally don't like to go out at night, but that's a personal choice that I make just because I'm not familiar with the area and I don't have the desire to have that nightlife, especially in a new place. And one of my final tips is try not to look lost. If you're traveling by car or if you're walking However, you're getting to where you want to go, try not to look lost and look up the location ahead of time. That is such an important factor. Honestly, in everyday life as well, it'll just help you to be able to see where you're going or plan ahead to where you're going versus only relying on GPS. I learned that lesson multiple times where I was like, oh, I'm going to just have Siri tell me where to go. And then end up not being able to use Siri because I don't have cellular service or anything like that. So definitely look it up ahead of time and say, okay, I need to go 
you know, a left on this road, right on this road, and then it's over the freeway, it's next to this building, just some type of landmark to get you in the vicinity of where you want to go, just in case your GPS or whatever navigation system you have fails you. I promise you, it'll just help you so much more in life. And if for whatever reason you are lost, try to, if you're driving, pull over to somewhere safely that you can look up the location without having to rush or, you know, do it while driving and then, you know, you're distracted. That's so not good. And when you're walking to try to find a place that you can kind of sit down, relax your mind a little bit, not be seen as lost or confused and look up where you're going so you can get there safely. You can also try to ask people. um, That's another good way too, but some people might take advantage of you or they don't know where you want to go or they're new to the area too, so they might not know. Um, So try to look things up ahead of time, do your research all of that, and it'll save you a lot of headache and time in the end. That is all I have for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and following along on my journey, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Take care.